Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. Scorching hot Pompey turn up the heat to claim their first league win of the season. Jacobs, first time delivery, lofted deep to the far post. Morrison nods it down. Bishop's there, and Bishop's put it in the net and given Portsmouth the lead. Bishop stepping up, right foot, places it and scores for Portsmouth, his second of the day. And the final whistle is gone here at Wadden Road and in the sunshine you can tell a fair few Pompey players out on their feet but Portsmouth have beaten Cheltenham by two goals to nil and for man with the magic hat Colby Bishop served up a treat for the 1400 travelling Blues fans at Wadden Road by scoring a brace Pompey's new number nine has been highlighting the importance of carrying momentum over from one game into another and insists that there is still more to come from this side Momentum's everything in football I think when you come in to a game confident. It speaks volumes on the pitch and you can tell some of the moments that we had in the game that when it clicks with us, we could be very dangerous. We will also hear from the gaffer before seven o'clock and there's no one happier than Danny Cowley when it comes to the start his team have had to the new season. To be unbeaten at this stage is a real positive and, and represents a good start for the group. I'm sure you're pretty chuffed back home too, Blues fans. Please don't hesitate to get in touch and let us know how you're feeling as well. Who was your man of the match at Cheltenham? How many goals do you think Cole Bishop will score before the end of the campaign and what do you predict the score to be tomorrow night when Pompey take on Cambridge United at Fratton Park all the usual ways 81400 is our text number start your messages with the word express you can email sports at expressfm.com mention us on twitter by including at expressfm within your tweets or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey live it is six o'clock on a Monday evening here on Express FM. That means you are, of course, listening to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. A very good evening and welcome along to yet another instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM. Your home of the Football Hour and Pompey Live, of course. Football Hour brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app now on either the Apple app or Google Play Store, where you can view latest timetables and locate your nearest bus stop as well. Okay, coming up before seven o'clock, I'm joined by two more Pompey fans to digest all of the action from the Blues' latest result. A two nil win over Cheltenham Town. We'll also hear the post-match comments of both Colby Bishop and Danny Cowley and we want to hear from you guys back home as well. All the usual ways can be found on our website expressfm.com. Whether you've got a, a comment from Saturday's game, a question for the panel or indeed a score prediction for tomorrow's match against Cambridge United we want to hear from you between now and seven. But before we get to any of those and before I welcome my guests on for this evening's conversation let's revisit Saturday afternoon as Danny Cowley's side picked up their first league win of the new season. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful 
Every second of the action is right here. Jason scores! 90 minutes of passionately pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Pompey, usual home colours today will go from right to left in this first 45 minutes. Cheltenham are in red shirts and shorts and white socks. They go from left to right as we sit and view the match from this position on a scaffolding at the front of the main stand. It's quite a nice commentary position, actually, and I'm relieved it's in the shadow and it's out of the sun. That's a bad error from Scarlett, and Cheltenham got a chance here. Made to shoot from distance, made blocked by Raggett. And that's a lesson for Scarlett to learn. Pompey get away with it. Rafferty comes across, takes a touch. Is he going to deliver? He will, deep to the far post. This should be the goalkeeper's no. Raggett beats him to it. Losing the six-yard box. Bishop trying to turn it in. Scarlett somehow is denied a first EFL goal. Morrison is there with a Lundaloo. And a Lundaloo's gone round Morrison. And a Lundaloo is in here. And a chance for Cheltenham. Oh, why has he turned it back? It's still there. It's going to be cleared away. That's a foul by a Lundaloo. And the Southampton Loney has wasted a really good opportunity to level things. Instead, he'll get it back to Jacobs. First time delivery, lofted deep to the far post. Morrison nods it down. Bishop's there, and Bishop's put it in the net and given Portsmouth the lead. And Bishop signals to the away fans at the other end of the ground and celebrates with his teammates as Portsmouth strike from a set piece just before the half-hour mark. Cheltenham Town nil, Portsmouth 1. Morrison finds himself on the left wing. Leaves it for Jacobs. Left foot of delivery to the far post. Headed down by Bishop. And it's gone just wide. And Bishop saying, look, you can't even see the number of my shirt because it's virtually been pulled above my head. How is that not a foul? Jacobs is just making a nice run. If he could be found, he picks it up outside the box. Danger for Cheltenham here. Jacobs into the box. of Hoppy, is that a foul? It is. It's a Portsmouth penalty kick. Jacobs has won. Portsmouth with a spot kick and a chance to make it 2-0. Bishop stepping up. Right foot. Places it and scores for Portsmouth. His second of the day. Sends the goalkeeper the wrong way and just rolls it into the right side of the net to make it Cheltenham nil, Portsmouth 2. May down the right-hand side, has got two to aim for. Coming into the penalty area, May, back on his left foot, shoots, and Griffiths fumbled the shot ever so slightly, but recovered at the second attempt. And the final whistle has gone here at Wadden Road. And in the sunshine, you can tell a fair few Pompey players out on their feet, but Portsmouth have beaten Cheltenham by two goals to nil and made it back-to-back wins this week. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aquacars. There you have it then, the highlights of Saturday's 2-0 victory for the Blues over Cheltenham Town, their first league win of the new campaign. Let's go over some of the results from Saturday afternoon. In League One, then Bristol Rovers 1, Oxford United 0, Accrington Stanley 4... Burton Albion 4. What a crazy game that was at the Wham Stadium. Cambridge 2, Exeter 1. Cambridge, of course, Pompey's opponents tomorrow night at Fratton Park. Derby County 2, Barnsley 1, Ipswich 3, MK Dons 0. Lincoln 1, Forest Green Rovers 1, Morecambe 1, Fleetwood 1. Plymouth Argyle 2, Peterborough United 0. Port Vale 0, Bolton 0. Sheffield Wednesday 1, Charlton Athletic 0. Wickham Wanderers 1, Shrewsbury Town 2. And, of course, Cheltenham Town 0, Pompey 2. So looking at the League One table then, Ipswich remain top of the tree on seven points with Sheffield Wednesday in second. The playoffs are currently made up of Bristol Rovers, Peterborough United, 
Plymouth Argyle and Cambridge United. Pompey in ninth, uh, one of only a handful of teams um, to remain unbeaten at this stage of the season. One victory and two draws, of course, five points on the board. At the bottom, rock bottom with no points at all, MK Dons and Cheltenham Town with Burton Albion and Morgan making up the relegation zone. OK, let's welcome on my two guests for tonight's conversation then. First and foremost, a man who uh, needs no real introduction to the football hour. He's been on plenty of times before. It is Mr. Sam Macy. Sam, good evening. Hi, Jet mate. It's good to be back this season. Um, always a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you very much, Sam. And uh, alongside us tonight, making his Express FM debut, Football Hour debut as well. Delighted to welcome on Mr. Lewis McKenzie. Lewis, great to have you on. Thank you very much. So we're going to be talking about Pompey's win over Cheltenham on Saturday. Um, first of all, Lewis, of course, a 2-0 victory. First league win of a new campaign. Great to get it under the belt. Three games in, OK, would be nice to get the first or second game in. Three games, two draws, one one victory. I, I, all I see there is we are unbeaten, completely yeah. and utterly unbeaten. Looking forward to uh, uh, the next three games where we will almost certainly be unbeaten still. We'd hope so. Certainly a favourable fixture um, list coming up. Of course, Cambridge United tomorrow at Fratton Park, mm. followed by Bristol Rovers on Saturday. Trip to Newport in the Carabao Cup before going to Port Vale at the end of August. Sam, of course, a victory in the Carabao Cup for Pompey last Tuesday against Cardiff City, followed by the win over Cheltenham. That's two wins. Wins and two. Um, yeah, four unbeaten, as Lewis said there. Three clean sheets in a row as well. Everything for the moment is looking eerily positive, and I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I know. Too positive. It's, it's, been, it's been a good week, isn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 been, it's been weird. I'm not, I'm not used to this, this from Pompey, but <laughs> I say the, the 500, 500 miles, which I did this week, was, was all worth it to see the five goals we scored and none conceded. Um, yeah, weirdly, it's been it's been a very good month or so for for Pompey, and I'm, I say I'm not I'm not quite used to it. No, not at all. And uh, a lot of that, uh, Lewis, has to be said. Colby Bishop. Colby Bishop, the man Gol- with the magic hat. Or Golby. Golby Bishop. Golby very Bishop. nice. Um, how long how long did it take you to come up with that one? Well, to be honest, I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> I can't claim too much of the acclaim for that, but Colby Bishop, as as who he is, four goals in four for him. Arguably should be five because Michael Jacob nicked one at yeah, Sheffield no, Wednesday. Cr- crackers uh, essentially just stole it right yeah. at the end there. But it's a great return. What a start to the season he's having. What a start to the season they're all having. Mm. But in particular, Colby Bishop, two goals on Saturday, four and four. He is, as you mentioned, the man with the magic hat. Can't be stopped. Can't be stopped indeed. Uh, I was uh, discussing with one of my uh, colleagues at work who's a Cheltenham fan. And uh, I said to him, uh, he's, he was going to the match. And I said, uh, I sincerely hope that you do bring a spare pair of socks. And he said, why on earth would I bring a spare pair of socks? And I said, well, there's a man called Colby Bishop, and as soon as he puts a foot on on the pitch, he's going to blow your socks off. (laughs) And, well, he did. He did. He did indeed. And, uh, you know, that that first goal, of course, come uh, Pompey pressure on the Cheltenham defence. The fans in the home end thought the ball was gone. They thought Pompey had messed up the opportunity. Hmm. Then Michael Jacobs comes in, great delivery into the box. Michael Morrison, completely unmarked at the back post, nods it down. Colby Bishop swings and, and pokes it in into the back of the net from four yards out. Great striker's instinct, and we're going to hear from him in a moment with his post-match thoughts with Henry Port from Pompey. Um, but that's the kind of area you want your striker to be in. 100%. Um, there is this air. I mean, when you look back to where we were this time last season, if you actually look at the team that we had last season compared to where we are now, 
it, it, it this is a a league winning side and considering even though this time last year we were sat uh nine, clear at the top of the table with nine points three wins three games i'm unimaginably far more excited for this season than i was last time yeah, and that that excitement and, and optimism, Sam, you can feel it around Fratton Park, can't you? It's, it is, it is positive. We love talking about it. That there will be down moments in this season. There will be defeats. There will be times where we, you know, do start questioning certain things. But for the moment, the squad that Danny Cowley has assembled, we talk about Colby Bishop, and we will continue to talk about Colby Bishop. But everyone from one to eleven, from the players on the bench, deserves every single plaudit from. Know, for the start that Pompey have had this season because it has quite frankly been almost perfect. Oh absolutely. I think if you look at the two the two elevens which we put out, they're both contrasting from, from Cardiff on last Tuesday to um to the one on Saturday. I think every player who who's played has, has been excellent. And I think that's something which we've not, not really had, especially last season, is is something which has changed is is the squad depth. If you look at each position, you you you've probably got two or three st- players who could quite easily walk into to most first teams in League One. I think you look at the, the players who came off the bench on Saturday, you got you got Lowry, you got Owen Dale, you've got Ronan Curtis. When you've got the players like that coming off the bench, I think it, it just it just speaks volumes of how, how well we've actually done this window. And it Cold almost Bishop, seems unfair on, uh, on yeah, all the it, other League One it. teams. Yeah, it, it does. I think you look you're looking at you're looking at our attacking options just just to speak. Like you got you got Dane Scarlett, who's an England under-19 international, hmm. Colby Bishop, and then Joe Piggott, who, who have both got proven records at this level. I think it's, it, it, we can't understate how how good this transfer window has been for Pompey. And I think being in both away ends over the last week, I think it's just, it's just a, a buzz and a vibe around hmm. the place, which we haven't had in a long, long time. It's got to be said, one other player that I would love to add to that list is Marlon Pack. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. is something about that man. He brings this absolutely glorious, uh, it's like a championship composure, which has really, really been lacking in the midfield for for Portsmouth for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to bring up uh, Ben Thompson, uh, but uh, he, 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 I personally think Marlon Pack yeah. is... Um, is on the same level, if not better. Yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's like having a yeah. quarterback. It's like having a quarterback in America. Yeah, spot on. Everything Absolutely goes spot on. Through. Everything goes through. If you look at it, it's almost like when, when we're in possession of the ball, we he slots back into almost like a three with Raggett and Morrison, and then mm. just sprays passes around the pitch. I think it's it's again, it's, it, you're, you're spot on. We've not had someone like that probably since since. The unspoken one, Ben Thompson, <laughs> <laughs> and the excitement of that, um, Lewis. If you've got a Marlon Pack to, you know, sit in front of that defence to, to to assist, you know, the likes of Sean Raggett, Michael Morrison, who's been another excellent addition mm. to the squad, Clark Robertson when he comes back, to sort of sit in front of them, link up a play to that other midfielder alongside him, whether it be a Tom Lowry, a Jay Mingy, a Joe mm. Morrell, Louis Thompson. So many options, yeah. but he's the he's the signing that Pompey fans wanted and expected at the start of the season. And we spoke about it on Friday. He's not quite the Michael Doyle, but he's the closest thing we've had to a Michael Doyle. Someone who yeah. will give 110, 115% to every single match. He will be tracking back at every single opportunity. He'll go in full-blooded, no question about it. He's a Pompey boy, and of course he's going to do that. He's a Pompey boy. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, and he's <laughs> undoubtedly one of the signings of the summer. If you could even put your finger uh, on to who would be the signing of the summer, because there have been plenty of them um, so far. Uh, a tweet here from uh, Mockers uh, on Twitter, of course. Um, well, Kevin Stokes actually saying, The cold man always delivered. Um, to which Mockers then puts, Very impressive. You're on fire tonight. 
quite frankly, on fire <laughs> with the name Cole. Colby Bishop is on fire. And the meaning of the name Colby derives from the name Coli, which is a personal name derived from coal, which used to be word for charcoal. Right. So, quite frankly, quite literally, Colby Bishop is on fire. Well, you could also maybe possibly derive it from, you know, uh, coal being an energy source yeah. that, that brought that brought this fantastic country <laughs> into uh, the modern era. Yeah. And I could, you could possibly say that, you know, Colby Bishop could be that energy source that Portsmouth needs to take us up into that championship. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, Pompey fans. Pompey are going to a championship thanks to none other than Colby Bishop. That is now four and four for the new blue striker. And he's been speaking to Henry Port about the mood within the team following Saturday's first league win of the season. Like we just saying in the change room, it's it's three free clean sheets out of four, which is always a solid basis to go off. And I think we've got the players in the team to score goals, so it's a great win. Talking on the goals, brace for you today, talk us through them. Yeah, I think um, the first corner, actually, I wasn't supposed to go where I went, so, so the guy was telling me you shouldn't really be there, but in the end it worked out, so got got across my mind and got a touch, luckily it went in, and then obviously the penalty. How great were the fans there today? You know, you've been here four games and they've already got a song for you, talk us through it. Yeah, it's crazy, I was just saying then that um, like when my, my old man comes now, like it's a, it's a special moment for me, Like it's, it's amazing every time I hear it, so hopefully it keeps coming. Of course we have another game at Fratton Park on Tuesday, Cambridge under lights, how preparations be for that? I think, well, obviously, we've, we've been concentrating on this game at the moment, but I think from now, obviously, it's going to be preparations for then, and it's, we, we want a home win, don't we? So hopefully we can take that on. We're unbeaten so far, and there's no reason why we can't. We're going into it with confidence. How important is that momentum as we look to build something special here today? Yeah, momentum's everything in football. I think when you come into a game confident, it speaks volumes on the pitch, and you can tell some of the some of the moments that we had in the game that when it clicks with us, we could be very dangerous. Colby Bishop there speaking to Henry Port following the final whistle uh, at Wadden Road on Saturday. And Sam uh, Colby talks about the momentum that the Blues have carried from one game into another, but also the fact that there is potentially even more to come from this side. And it is hard to disagree. We've had a fantastic start to the season, but you can see that even with the players that are missing, you look at the bench as you mentioned previously, how strong that bench is. There is plenty more that this side can offer, and, and, and with that optimism comes a, a, a massive weight of expectation on my shoulders now. Oh, definitely, I think even the game on Saturday, we, for, for as good as we were, we we didn't didn't ever really look like we got out of second gear. I think we could have we could have played better, we could have gone through the motions, but I say it was a hot day, and we didn't really need to. And I think if you look at that that Sheffield Wednesday game on the first game of the season, there's a lot of fight and a lot of character mm. in the side. And when we play against the better teams, we're going to need that. And it's 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 just mm. it's just good to see that there is there is more to come from this side. And I think if you look at look at the team we had this time last year, it was it was sort of very still still very moulded into a Kenny Jacket sort of team. I think this this side we've got now sort of epitomises what we've got in Danny Cowley, and that's that's passion and sort of a will to to win and succeed. And I say it's, it's, it is it's very good and very positive for the for the uh, season ahead. Yeah, and we'll come on to discuss more of that in the next part of the show. But it's not just the Pompey attack which has been impressing Danny Cowley. Free transfer windows, he told us to judge him and and to really mould his perfect side, as Sam mentioned there. But it's not just like the attack, like I say, which is impressing the gaffer, but the defence as well. Free clean sheets on the trot is uh, quite frankly going to impress the manager. Free games and free clean sheets and no clear cut chances. Again. Against, which um, is a real positive and you know if you want to be a good team then you you have to defend well and you also have to find a way of winning away from home and it's something that we've focused a lot on more from Danny Carley myself Lewis McKenzie and Sam Macy after the break this is the football hour 93.7 Express FM 
the new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5, bundles of five day riders for the price of four, and Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to part two of tonight's instalments of the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you as ever by Stagecoach South. You can visit their website now by going to stagecoachbus.com. Uh, this evening, I'm joined alongside Sam Macy, Football Hour regular, and uh, making his debut this evening, uh, Lewis McKenzie. Lewis, I know you've got to shoot off in a few moments, so we're mm-hmm. going to come to you and talk about uh, the Pompey defence. Danny Cowley mentioned it briefly in the previous part of the show. Sean Raggett, of course, it goes without saying. Um, last season, one of the most improved players within the squad, he, mm-hmm. you know, completely wears his heart on his sleeve. He'll do anything for the badge. He's really come into his own, and he understands what it is to play for Portsmouth and, and really under Danny Cowley as he has done previously. But Michael Morrison, in the absence of Clark Robertson, who's missed the start of a campaign through injury, one of those players who many are mentioning on social media is going under the radar and perhaps doesn't get as much plaudits as he deserves. Because quite frankly, the the attention is focused on Colby Bishop. It's focused course, on the Dane yeah. Scarlet and the, and the Marlon pack, of course. But no one really talks about the job Michael Morrison does with the pack. And, and that is huge because he's been an, a revelation. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, uh, we, we all know that uh, Sean Raggett is doing an absolutely fantastic job. But it's not a one-man job. No. It's not a one-man job, that defence. And uh, Morrison has been a fantastic partner for Raggett's. And I think you'd be you'd be an idiot to assume that R- Raggett's fantastic form isn't just down to him himself. No. I'm not saying he he's not fantastic, but he can't do it himself. No. And that man right next to him for the whole time is Morrison. Yeah, and and having a a solid defence, having that composure at the back is something that. Pompey have been lacking a lot over the last few seasons. There's mm. you know, many factors as to why we haven't actually gone up, you know, despite looking like a half-decent team. One of those factors is away form, and indeed last season mm. home form at times. But we'll come on to talk about the away form in a moment. But the defence, you know, we've not really had that core defence where you can maybe look at the back four and think, I'm 100% confident with that. You look at Sean Raggett, Michael Morrison, who I think will, will be doing a very good job to even keep Clark Robertson out of the team when he comes back from his injury hmm. Conor Ogilvie can fit in at centre back and of course left back when Denver Hume comes back um, on the right hand side Joe Rafty had a great start to the season Zach Swanson are you a lot more confident in that group at the back to ensure that we're going to be giving away a lot less of those silly goals that we seem to give away I, over the last couple honestly, of seasons? Honestly, I, I am incredibly confident when it comes to, you know, if, if I'm sat there at Fratton Park and I'm looking at that back line, I feel far more confident. Granted, every now and again, from what we've seen so far, we have seen the odd ball do slipping through, but they recover. They don't let that get them down and they're, they're up on their feet again and they're yeah. running. And another young talent, which I'm actually really, really excited to see develop at Fratton Park, is Zach, is Zach uh, yeah. Swanson. Yeah. He, 
obviously I'm not I'm not you know I'm a big Marlon Pack fan but he, he's quite an old chap in, in football terms yeah. but he has brought that experience to the side like I said Zach Swanson he's young he, he came from what was it it was Arsenal Arsenal under 23s Arsenal yeah. under 23s he's a young talent who um, has got so much improving to do and I've not seen a lot from him mm. but I am seeing this sort of uh, explosive performance and nature yeah. in him where he gets the ball and he's not immediately panicked he's trying to find ways to he, he slow down play get it into either the, the left or the right wing it, or it is that idea it, there's a there's a surprising maturity with Zach but you, you saw at Cardiff um you know nearly a week ago he played against Cardiff and and looked relatively comfortable in that role yeah. he looked quite tired I must admit towards the 60th minute and I think he did come off in the end but like you say he's, he's certainly a capable um, backup if, if he is going to be a backup to Joe Rafferty he's mm. also very capable if, if Joe Rafferty's out through injury or suspension at any time of the season he looks like a, a, a very a very good asset to have at, mm. at that right back position like you say one for the future as well um we are conscious of time of course Lewis we are going to lose, lose you in just a moment Cambridge at home tomorrow Fratton Park we want to get that first home league win of the season home win of the season it's been a great start to the campaign anyway mm. the away form has picked up how do you see tomorrow night going oh dangerous question <laughs> uh, I I mean personally I think it's I, I don't see us conceding against Cambridge they've had a fantastic t start to the season considering mm. uh, their side um Honestly, I'm going to be uncharacteristically optimistic and I'm going to say 3-0. Possibly, three possibly 4. Possibly, possibly 4-0 written all over it. 4-0 written all over it. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll go for that. Uh, Lewis, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. So thank, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. We'll get you on again sometime soon, definitely. No, go on then. And I might be able to tie down for the whole hour as well, maybe. Uh, well, I'll start charging we'll, then. We'll, we'll, see what we can, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We'll get Lewis back on. Thank you very much. He's been an absolute delight this evening. OK, before we bring Sam back into the conversation and we'll read out some more messages from back home as well, let's hear the post-match thoughts of Blues head coach Danny Cowley. He spoke to Max Swatton after Pompey's 2-0 win over Cheltenham on Saturday afternoon. Danny, two goals, a clean sheet and an all-round solid performance. How pleased are you with that one? Yeah, I think a, a really professional away performance. Um, a lot to like, certainly the clean sheet. That's our third clean sheet on the trot, which, which bodes well. Yeah, I thought we looked organised, I thought we looked powerful. And, yeah, you know, when you consider that in our first four games of the season, three of them being away from home to, to be unbeaten at this stage is a real positive and, and represents a good start for the group. Colby Bishop has hit the ground running here. How pleased are you with his performance? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's been I think he's been great. I think not just his goals, the way he leads the line, um, and also also he's defending from the front. I mean, he's a he's a he's a mobile link player that runs near on 12k a game, and that is very rare from from the big guys. So um, it just shows you, I think, his um, his his energy and his desire and his willingness to to want to do well. And we've uh, we've loved having him at the top of the team. Josh Griffiths with barely anything to do again today, just like Tuesday. The Cheltenham forward line completely nullified throughout the 90 minutes. How pleasing is that? Well, I thought Josh was immaculate in what he did have to do. And, yeah, I think he's been protected well as well. And, and yeah, three games and, and three clean sheets and, and, and no clear-cut chances against, which um, is a real positive. And, you know, if you want to be a good team, then you, you, have, to, uh, you have to defend well and you, you also have to find a way of winning away from home. And it's something that we've focused a lot on, really, both with our recruitment and in terms of the work we do on the training ground. So it's been a pleasing start. And just finally, a word on the fans 
1,400 of them packed in that away end over there who played a massive part in that victory. Oh, how good were they? I just thought from the moment that we come out onto the pitch in the warm-up, um, right behind the group, and the amount of times as the Portsmouth manager we've been able to go away from home and it feel almost like a home game, um, just incredible. And I can't tell you how appreciative we and, and the staff and the players are. They, they certainly played their part. Those there were the post-match comments of head coach Danny Calibert speaking to Max Watton after the Blues 2-0 win over Cheltenham on Saturday. Uh, Going to bring Sam Macy back into the conversation now, of course. Big thank you uh, to Lewis McKenzie for joining us on the show uh, this afternoon. He has had to leave early, but we will definitely get him back on the show sometime soon. Sam, good evening. I hope you're Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's yeah. just the two of us, my friends. Just the two of us. <laughs> It is just the two of us. I'm not going to play the whole song. But um, how are we? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say I'm all good after the weekend. All good after it's, the weekend. Look, it, like you said earlier, it's such a, a feel-good factor around the club. And looking at Twitter this evening, a few Pompey fans have gone a little bit crazy, Sam. Because yes. it, you know what I'm talking about already. Um, the new away kit was announced by the club. It's a it's a nice strip, black with the um, the golden trim on the side and the golden sort of outline of the badge on the, on the, on the front as well. Um, it's a, it's the same template as the home kit, but obviously in yep. black and gold. There was a a promotional video uh, about three or four seconds long of a player's hand tapping the badge in slow motion before I know the, exactly what you're going to say yeah, yeah I know bef- exactly who you're talking before about before the pictures were even revealed now I'm no <laughs> conspiracy theorist and I don't particularly believe it but there are some people out there who have got time on their hands <laughs> to compare this particular limb of this player supposedly tapping Miss Crest to one of George Hurst Sam um, I, I've seen the pictures as well. Yeah, yeah. If if you haven't seen it, um, if you've got Twitter, go and have a look now. I, I forgive you. Go and have a look. Just search for hashtag Pompey. Search for George Hurst. It's crazy. People are comparing this hand to George Hurst's hand and the, the characteristics of the fingers. It, it's it's a stretch. Um, I, I think there's a scar, isn't there, in the same place on on both yeah. their hands or something along those lines. It it, it it's real tinfoil stuff. Um, yeah. Tinfoil hat stuff, but. In all fairness, Sam, George Hurst released by Leicester today. Yes, yeah, I did see that as mm. well. I saw that on last night that people were saying that his uh, player profile pit, uh, page yeah. has been deleted on the Leicester website or something like that. So well, I don't know. But... It just it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that why why he'd be released when when reportedly Leicester have been turning down yeah. uh, plus one million pound bids from an unla- an unnamed club in Suffolk. Um, so I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one, but. Do we need him? Do we need George? (laughs) Well, that is the question, really. Uh, 81400 is the number you need to text from back home if you want to get involved with this conversation. Um, Put the word Express at the start of those. Add ExpressFM on Twitter. Pompey, uh, yeah, uh, expressfm.com. on, online, of course, you can submit a form to send us an email, sport at expressfm.com on the emails themselves, or you can head over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live if you want to get involved with that conversation. But, yeah, Sam, do Pompey need him? We've got Colby Bishop. We've got Joe Piggott, who, you know, himself didn't start on Saturday, but the games he has started this campaign, two assists at Sheffield Wednesday. He looks like a perfect partner for Colby Bishop. Dane Scarlett as well started the game um, on Saturday against Cheltenham. Looks 
as he has done in the previous three. Real lively, real energetic. He's got potential, and I cannot wait for him to score his first goal. Do, do we need George Hurst? Where does he fit amongst that? I think the only possible thinking which I can see to bring George Hurst back in is that, um, obviously, the only permanent striker we've got on the books is Colby Bishop, and we don't want to be in a position which we were this time, well, this summer. So um, if you can get him on a permanent, then you've got two on a permanent, two on loan, and then we can sort of see, see where, we are, where we're at at the end of the summer. But I think I'd be surprised if, if Joe Pickett doesn't doesn't sign on a permanent mm. deal at the end of the year, but depending on how, how he does and things. But I don't know. It, it'd be an interesting one. But I've, I've just got this image in my head of Colby Bishop and George Hurst terrifying every League One defence um, and, and getting us promoted to the championship. So we can hope. We can hope. But... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it depend. It all depends on finances and wages. I can't see him being on a small amount of money, if, being being in a Premier League academy. Um, so only time will tell. But I, I, I'll, I'll be surprised if if we can if we if we can lure him back, especially with the yeah. business we've done so far. And George, if you are listening, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you listen to football at the football hour all the time. When I say we don't need you, we do. Of course we need you. Like Sam said, we need a second permanent striker for the end of the season. If you know, if, if we can't get that Joe Piggott deal lined up, if, if that doesn't go quite our way, we need another permanent striker. So get down here. or You probably already are down here. Like you say, you're listening. Um, but yeah, George Hurst, of course, linked with Ipswich as well. Very strange to see if he does leave Leicester on a free and go to either Pompey, Ipswich or another club, considering the money that was being offered previously. But only time will tell. Only time will tell. Um, moving on then, Sam, and we were talking with Lewis before that interview with Danny Cowley about how assured Pompey look at the back. It's not just the attack. It is in defence as well, where the Blues are looking a lot more improved this season. A lot of applauds, of course, go to Sean Raggett uh, for stepping up in the first three games, uh, four games, in fact, now. But Michael Morrison, um, Conor Ogilvy on the left, Joe Rafferty on the right. What is it that is different about this back four compared to previous seasons, do you think, that is making that difference? Yes, personnel, but have you seen a different style of play? Have you seen a different attitude towards the back four? Uh, I think possibly continuity. I think that's that's a big thing which we've sort of lacked. I think you, you've seen players, especially in the right back position, uh, be shifted in and out um, quite quite freely and regularly. I think if you've got a settled back four or part of a back four, then, then that's that's the winning formula to any uh, to any good side. So I think just just keeping it the same and hoping that we can carry on with the form and momentum. Um, also, I think if you look at the age of the age of the back line, there's a lot of experience. Um, a lot higher levels than League One. Uh, Morrison obviously playing most of his career in the Championship. I think Raggett also has played a little bit in the Championship. Rafferty's played a lot in the Championship. And then Conor Ogilvie, who last season was arguably our player of the season. Um, so I think it's just continuity and just getting that getting that versatility and, and, and the ability to sort of make, just, just to keep keep pros, like season pros at League One level out. Um, if you look at some of the players we've had in the past, um, Sort of like a, one which springs to mind was Nicolas and that 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 name a couple of seasons ago was just a bit erratic and yeah. he sort of yeah I think it's just just the con- continuity and, and finding the right player to fit the system that's that that that, that for me is what what's changed this season. 
Uh, Mockers on Twitter says, never, under, no, never underestimate how good Michael Morrison has been so far at the bat this season. Marlon Pack has uh, brought class and composure to the midfield. Thank you, Mockers, again for getting in touch. Um, Linda Mail on the emails. Good result on Saturday. and We've scored seven goals away from home in three games. We need to consolidate on this with winning our two games at home against opposition who are above us in the league table. We needed to give Danny Cowley free transfer windows and I think that we have a squad that has depth. Last season, if we had any injuries, we did not have a squad that could cope. Maybe get a couple more in. Apart from a handful of players, most of the team are now Danny Cowley's. It is good that our new strikers have it have hit the ground running. Thank you to Linda Mail on the emails there. And also on the emails, I'm sure this might be a spoof. This might not be real. But someone called Neve has emailed into a football hour this evening simply saying, I love you. Well, Neve, if you're listening, thank you very much. Um, but that is it from us for part two. If you do want to get in touch with your final Pompey comments, your score predictions for Pompey's home game against Cambridge United tomorrow afternoon, you can do between now and 7 o'clock. 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. And in the third and final part of this evening's show, we're going to hear from Mason Jordan, who takes a bit more of an in-depth look into tomorrow evening's opponents, Cambridge United, and we'll also round up the score predictions of yourselves back home, myself and Sam Macy too. So don't go anywhere and join us again for the conclusion of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Very good evening and welcome for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Supported this season by Stagecoach Across the South. You can either download their app now from the Apple app or Google Play Store or visit stagecoachbus.com. Sam Macy joins us alongside for the Football Hour this evening for the next uh, 15 minutes or so. Sam, let's move our conversation along to the next game then, a home match against Cambridge United. We've had four games so far this season three of which have been away that away form has been superb another thing that has dramatically improved from previous campaigns a draw at Sheffield Wednesday before beating Cardiff and Cheltenham of course that draw uh, the stalemate with Lincoln City sandwiched between as well what does Pompey need to do in your eyes if anything at all of of course differently um, from what they did against Lincoln um, just over a week ago tomorrow night against Cambridge to ensure they turn that point into three? Uh, score early, I think. Um, score at all. If you, yeah, <laughs> score at all. I think if, if, if you, against sort of that sort of lower 12, if you will, in the in League One, um, all you can really do is score straight away. I think once a lot, a lot of teams this season are probably going to come to Fran Park trying to put 11 men behind the ball, frustrate us, frustrate the crowd and, and, and sort of get, get that point and maybe nick a goal if they're lucky. But I think if we score early, then that means that 
Cambridge are going to have to come out and actually play as opposed to just defending for 90 minutes. Um, I think it's, it's it's very easy for for, for the, it's a very easy game plan for for teams to sort of we've seen it in in League One and, and even in League Two um, teams coming to Fratton Park playing for a point. And I think the if we score in the first half, then they're going to have to come out and attack us. And then that's when I can see us getting more goals. Um, and then sort of sort of making it look a bit more handsome than just the one or two goals. But I think um, I think they're gonna they're gonna time waste. They're probably gonna be quite a physical side. Um, if you look at their sort of like main their main striker Joe Ironside, I think he he sort of epitomised them just big, physical, good in the air. And I think if if they frustrate us, then I think it could be a very very frustrating evening for for the Blues tomorrow night. Yeah, Cambridge themselves. We're gonna hear a bit more about them in just a second, but they do sit sixth in the table as things stand. Uh, one defeat sandwiched between two victories um, sees them sixth with six points. Men, of course, Pompey's opponents on Saturday, Bristol Rovers um, in third. They've also got six points. Pompey themselves occupy ninth position. But as you say, Sam, these are teams of which, if the Blues are serious for promotion this season, as they appear to be uh, looking so far, with all due respect to Cambridge United and indeed Bristol Rovers, we don't expect them to be there at the end of the campaign, and full credit to them if they are, but these are the wins you need to be picking up on home turf. Lincoln was difficult because of the way they deployed that game and the way they set up, but we can't always sort of maybe use that as an excuse because a lot of teams will come to Fratton Park and play in a similar sort of sort of style, a similar vein. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of almost like, um, I think the, the team which sort of set that blueprint is, is Wickham. And you saw how they got on a few years ago when they, they went, went and got promoted to the championship. I think they're just going to time waste, play long balls up to the, the big man up front and sort of get to their, their sort of better players, your, your Sam Smiths on the ball and try and try and frustrate us. But it's, I say just, just hopefully we we can we can do something early, get a goal, and then hopefully um yeah hopefully get three points and carry on this this momentum and form. Fingers crossed, of course. Last season, two league meetings between Pompey and Cambridge and Papa John's Trophy round of 16 tie as well. Neither of those three matches, Pompey were able to secure a victory. Here's hoping things will be a little bit different tomorrow evening at Fratton Park. Before we go any further and before we do read out the final text tweets and emails from back home, let's hear a little more about the opposition led by Mark Bonner. We are back at PO4 this week for a double header of League One matches. Bristol Rovers away the Blues on Saturday, but first up, the first floodlit Fratton fixture of the new season. Cambridge United are the visitors. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Danny Cowley's side continued their unbeaten start to their campaign at the weekend with a first League One two, recording a 2-0 victory at Cheltenham Town. Cambridge United provide the opposition for the fourth League One match day of the season at Fratton. Park. Manager. The U's are led by local lad Mark Bonner, who was born in Cambridge in 1985. The 36-year-old has held many different positions at the Abbey Stadium since his first role in 2011. Over those 11 years, Bonner has worked extensively within the academy, as well as being assistant head coach to the interim boss Joe Dunn in February of 2018. He took charge of first-team proceedings for himself in January of 2020, following the departure of Colin Calderwood. The role was made full-time that March, however, due to curtailment of the season due to COVID-19, his first game in charge as permanent head coach didn't come for another six months. 
Ever since that inaugural match, a League Cup win over Birmingham City, Bonner has recorded 52 wins from 116 competitive matches. That's a win percentage of 44.8%. One to watch. Former Pompey players are often tipped to be the ones to look out for whenever they come face-to-face with the Blues, and this time, it's no different. Cambridge have two within their ranks, both of which are not only former members of the Pompey squad, but graduates of the academy too. 25-year-old defender Brandon Hounds joined the U's from Kilmarnock this summer, having left Fratton Park two years ago, whilst midfielder Adam May, who is now 24, departed PO4 in the same transfer window as Houndstrap, but went directly to Cambridge and helped them to promotion from League Two in 2021. Top scorer. Mark Bonner's Amber Army have netted three league goals so far, each of them scored by different players. 23-year-old Harvey Nibs scored the first on the opening weekend of the new league season, but then the U's blanked in match day two against Oxford. In the most recent outing, Cambridge had both Sam Smith and Paul Digby present on the score sheet. Current form. A decent start to the season sees Cambridge up in sixth place after the first three matches. They opened the league campaign with a 1-0 win over Milton Keynes before seeing off championship opponents Millwall a fortnight ago in the first round of the Carabao Cup. That was followed by a 1-0 defeat at Oxford United before seeing off Exeter City by two goals to one in their most recent display at the weekend. In January of this year, these two sides met twice. First on the 3rd of January, as the spoils were shared in a goalless league fixture at the Abbey Stadium, before the Blues returned just eight days later for the Papa John's Trophy round of 16 tie. Cambridge claimed progression to the quarter-finals on that night after a 2-1 win, thanks to a brace from the aforementioned Harvey Nibs. Who will go the distance this time around and claim all three points? Or will Pompey and Cambridge share a draw as they did last time they faced off in a league fixture. All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Mason Jordan there with a closer look at tomorrow night's opponents at Fratton Park. It is Cambridge United, of course. Big thank you to Mason for providing us with that. And you can read more about tomorrow's opposition uh, on our website very, very soon. At, at expressfm.com is where you need to find our website. OK, let's go back to the text tweets and emails. And one from Mike T in Southsea, um, who sent this in after the game on Saturday. And I'm sure uh, Robbie did read it out but I'm going to read it out again because it did make me laugh Um, hey it's just like a chess game Bishop moves to Pompey checkmate Cheltenham game one Mike T in Southsea Mike thank you very much uh, for providing us with that there 81400 is our text number if you want to get in touch over the next eight minutes or so do provide us a score prediction for tomorrow's game against the U's Sport at expressfm.com is our email address. You can find us on Twitter at expressfm or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Sam, look, looking at Pompey's bench at the weekend, a very, very, very strong one. Actually, rather unfair on the opponents if you think about it. And, and the depth within the squad is something we talk about very, very frequently uh, here on Pompey Live, here on the Football Hour, but it's also the quality of that depth, which I'm sure a lot of fans are very pleased with this season. So the starting 11 on Saturday, Josh Griffiths, Joe Rafferty, Michael Morrison, Sean Raggett and Connor Ogilvie, Rico Hackett, Louis Thompson, Marlon Pack and Michael Jacobs with Dane Scarlett and Colby Bishop up top. On the bench... Josh Oluwaimi, Zach Swanson, Jay Mingi, Tom Lowry, Owen Dale, Ronan Curtis and Joe Piggott. Sam, that is a bench to be really, really feared. Really feared. Absolutely. I think um, 
pretty much everyone on that bench would would walk into most League One sides. Um, it's, it's it's ridiculous how how we've managed to attract the caliber of player we have this 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 summer. Um, and I think it's it just it shows how how well we've done and how 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 well Danny Cowley's done to recruit these players. Um, I think it's nice to see that we're not just going to stick with the same eleven. And and when you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, you need a squad, not just the first eleven. I think the fact that we we we've got that depth and that quality on the bench is 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 a testament to how, to the to the summer we've had. Um, and I say I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was three or four changes tomorrow. I'm, I was just as you're reading out, I was I was thinking. Oh, I can I can see this player slotting in here, um, but I think yeah, it's it's, it's it's a nice refresher, especially from from last mm-hmm. season when, if 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 a player went down, you're thinking, oh, who's who the who's going to be playing there? I think if you look at beginning of last last season when you got Sean Williams slotting at centre half it, with, with Kieran Freeman as well, it's, it's it shows you how far we've progressed over the, the past twelve months. Mm, definitely, um, and looking at the game tomorrow, Sam, of course Cambridge at home. Jay Mingi has really you know, come out of his shell this season. A lot of fans are tipping him to have a really big year at Fratton Park this season. He's got a lot of competition for that central midfield place alongside maybe Marlon Pack, Louis Thompson, Joe Morell as well. Jay Mingi has got a lot of work to do to really assert himself as part of a squad you know, on a regular, a regular basis. From what we've seen so far, he looks brilliant and certainly an asset for Pompey to behold this season and beyond. However... And this is a question I'm going to ask you, Sam. Jay Mingi, would you A, keep him within this squad, or would you B, loan him out for this year so he gets the game time that he needs, given the depth and the quality, quality and depth that Danny Cowley's still got without Jay Mingi there? What do you think? Um, I think I think that's that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? And I'm, I'm glad I'm not the person who's got to make that choice. But um, what I probably do is uh, it's the same thing i'd do with haji minoga as well um sort of keep them keep them around until until january see how much game time they've actually got um and and if if if, if they're needing regular game time at sort of the, the age which he is he, he needs to start playing i think um it's, it's a big step up from from sort of youth football to men's football i think you can see how how he, how well he progressed from that loan last year at maidenhead and, he, and he's come back at a completely new player um, it's it's good to see, and I think with the depth we've got, and, and like you said, Joe Morel to come back as well. I don't think it I don't think it would would harm if he if he if he went out on loan, possibly to a high a high end League Two club. You don't want him in League One because you don't want any direct rivals having having the ability which he's got. But I can definitely see him going out on loan, possibly the second half of the season if 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 his minutes mm. have been limited. But I think you've got to remember we've got the the, the Pizza Trophy as well, where where I'm I'm sure he's going to play probably all three group yeah. games and then, then then onwards so we've just got to see how our season progresses and and if, if he's not getting the minutes then probably January I can see him heading out yeah. to, to probably high and big two side uh, and that's by no means suggesting that I want Jay Minky to be loaned out I'd, I'd love no, to have no, him around the team not. you know all the time because he is a, a huge talent and, and from what we've seen so far this season um, can provide what Pompey need in that midfield if required but there is a lot of competition for that place and like you say probably sensible if that is to be the case maybe you know see what kind of game time he's getting by January if it's not too much and you know, there's an opportunity to loan him out and get that game time then that might be beneficial for all parties maybe add a, a recall clause in there if we are requiring him due to injuries or suspension then you know it's a win-win for all parties but yeah Jay Mingy nonetheless has got a lot to offer to his Pompey team and I'm sure all are ex- very excited to see um, what he really really can bring okay tomorrow evening Sam 
Pompey against Cambridge United. It's a tough one because of how well both sides have started the new League One campaign. Cambridge up in sixth, uh, Pompey in ninth. They climbed the table after being 18th the previous week. Pompey unbeaten, Cambridge have been beaten. We're on home turf. We've got to make Fratton Park a fortress. How do you see this one going? And do you see many changes, if at all any, from Saturday? You've got around 30 seconds. Uh, I reckon I'd probably, I think I can see either Owen Dale or Curtis coming in for uh, Rico. I think Piggott will probably come back in as well and possibly uh, Louis Thompson to come out for a, a midfielder. I think it'll be, I think we'll score early. I think we'll, we'll carry on the momentum. I will go 3-0 Pompey and Colby Bishop to score two, at least two of the goals. That's what I'll go for. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you for joining us on the Football Hour this evening. It's been a pleasure. I hope you have a great week and I'm sure very much so we'll catch up uh, very soon. Definitely, Jake. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Sam Macy, thank you very much. And of course, Lewis McKenzie, who left us just around 20 minutes or so. Thank you to both of them for joining us on the show tonight. Uh, going to the score predictions then very quickly in the emails. Uh, Marcus Deacon's going for a 3-0 Pompey win. Uh, Gav Jones is going for another Pompey 2-0 win tomorrow night. Take care. Thank you very much to Gav Jones and to everybody who got in touch via our social media platforms over the course of this evening's show. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for getting in touch, like I say. Tomorrow evening, Pompey are back at Fratton Park. It's match day four of the new League One season, match day five in all competitions. The Blues are still unbeaten and have a chance to push up even further in the table. They've hit the ground running so far. Can they continue it with another win? Join us here on Pompey Live from seven. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Despite the scorching weather, Pompey picked up their first league victory of the year away at Cheltenham Town on Saturday with a 2-0 victory. Bishop stepping up, right foot, places it and scores for Portsmouth, his second of the day. League One action returns to Fratton Park next on Tuesday night as Pompey take on Cambridge United. Join us for all of the unmissable action tomorrow from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. And I've just remembered that I forgot to do my score prediction. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Pompey win at Fratton Park against Cambridge tomorrow evening. Thank you once again to everyone who got involved with the show this evening. You can join us here on Pompey Live, as you've just heard from Robbie there, from 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. We'll be here with all of the pre-match build-up, half-time analysis and post-game reaction with live commentary from Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham in between. Tomorrow's panel will include my Self, Connor Mosley and Pompey Women's Manager Jay Sadler. OK, coming up here on Express FM, the rest of your evening looks like this. We've got a cracking lineup for you. Jeff and Ada back with the Soft Rock Show after the news at 7 before Kevin Stokes returns with That 80 Show from 9 through until 11 o'clock this evening. Tomorrow, Ian James wakes you up with Portsmouth Breakfast between 6.30 and 10. Paul Marsh has got you covered between 10 and 1. The Victory Ears is here between 2 and 4 before Darren Gamblin brings you drive time between 4 and 7 with just great songs, the latest news, sport, travel and weather updates and of course the latest on the roads as well. Join Darren from 4 through till 7 but of course Pompey Live from 7 through until 10 o'clock for the Blues versus Cambridge United. Join us for that one but until then have a great evening Pompey fans. Thank you for listening. Have a good evening. Take care and play out Pompey. Good night.